When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to our Sweet 16 episode of Take the Points. Uh, last week we were together and we picked from the round of 64 and the round of 32 up to the Sweet 16. However, our picks were kind of bad. Kind of. Sort of. Not really, but at the same time, yes. Um, so we're back and we're going to fix our brackets and we're going to predict more along the lines of the spreads and the overs and unders this week. As always, I am joined by Kendall, and we are going to just dive right into it. Um, Kendall, you know, we had, I don't want to say a bad showing, because it really wasn't, but at the same time, because we were right, you know what, you were right about Purdue, I'll say that, you were right about Purdue, Um, wrong team, but (laughs) the sentiment was there, it was right. Yeah, I mean, Purdue, they were fraudulent. They've been fraudulent all year. That whole conference has just been terrible. And Michigan State got a pass to the Sweet 16. So, realistically, that whole Big Ten should have just been probably out. But, I mean, other than that, Virginia made me look horrible. That's the real one that made me look pretty awful. Was I really didn't think they could let me down again, but... (laughs) They did. Well, dude, I um, I was talking to a buddy of mine. <laughs> I went to dinner with uh with a couple friends of mine on Thursday night. Um, he's one of my buddies. Uh, wife actually just had a baby yesterday, and uh, so we were taking him out for like his last kind of like the last supper type deal. <laughs> and I was we were on the way to the restaurant or whatever, and I was talking to him and. I was like, man, this day has been crazy. The upsets. And he goes, dude, I had Virginia to win it all. (laughs) (laughs) And I was just like, oh, I felt so bad. And I was just like, dude, I can't. I was like, I don't know how you're a tech fan and have Virginia to win it all. I'm just happy that I still have my champion left, which is UConn. But still, it's kind of just been pandemonium at this point i mean i i couldn't tell you who's gonna come out of any bracket and be confident in it at this point with everything that's already happened yeah i think that i think that i might be joining you on that yukon train um mostly because they're big man that dude was a that dude was a beast in both rounds and he was unstoppable i thought that no one could do anything 
I thought St. Mary's with their defense was going to be able to be a little physical with him, but he just made them look terrible. Like he, between him and their guard play has been like significantly better. And defensively, they're just they're locked down. Like I think it really comes down to UConn and Bama at the end of it because I think Texas does have a chance, but like realistically. I, I think it's going to come down to UConn and Bama. And if Houston was healthy, I would say Houston. But those groin injuries with a guy like Sasser can just be what derails you, especially if you go up against a team like Texas that is really just going to be very physical with him and could cause some more issues. Yeah, I think that um... – I think that a lot of it is super intriguing and you know we'll we'll go through the we'll go through the bracket and we'll talk about it but as I was making this stuff earlier before we got on here uh, I'm putting in the spreads and the over/unders and dude I'll be honest with you there are there's some spreads that I are they're juicy spreads like I mean Mm-hmm. They look they look really good to place some wagers on. Yeah, um, all the spreads that I've I mean they're mostly just they're small kind of almost there's a couple that are just basically pickums that I mean, yeah, I mean you got I mean like I said we'll get into it. Um you know, I mean with that, I mean I feel like that's a perfect segue. Let's just jump into our first one which is essentially a pickum and that's going to be Kansas State and uh it's going to be Kansas State and Michigan State. And uh, it's going to be down here in the East, three versus seven. Um, one and a half and an over under of 137 and a half. See, am I, I think... am I wrong to want to jump all over K state on this? Cause that's, like my, first, ex- that's my first in- inclination here. It's just to jump all over K state. I did the exact thing when they played Kentucky and Kentucky was favored. Like, I jumped on Kansas State, and honestly, the over in this game is looking really nice right now because I think that Michigan State, they live and die by the three. Like, if the game's even going to be close, it's going to be because Michigan State's hitting threes. And they they escaped Marquette by hitting very few, but I also just think that Marquette played probably their worst game of the season to this point. Like the Big East Player of the Year looked like the worst player in the tournament with like six or seven turnovers. So I think that K State. I mean, if Noel and Keontae Johnson keep playing the way they've been playing, I don't see this game being that close. Like I, I'm pretty shocked that Michigan State's favored at all. And I think, I mean, personally, I want to jump on K State on straight up on the money line on this, like. The, the plus one and a half is nice, but I don't even think you'll need the plus one and a half. I don't think so either. I, I'd take them outright. Yeah, pretty I, pretty I, easy. I, and that whole region is all sorts of effed up, like with the oh spreads. With I mean, you got FAU into the Sweet 16, which I felt like FAU got lucky as hell against Memphis. I felt that Memphis got screwed in that game at the end. And... Tennessee is like they don't have Ziegler. They play the ugliest brand of basketball in the country. So it's like that whole region is just all sorts of effed up. But yeah, I think K State 
straight up on this is probably the play. I think so too. And I think that, you know, for me, that's pretty easy. I mean, I, I was going to go with K state kind of regardless. Um, I think that was going to be my most difficult pick. If, um, if Marquette would have beaten Michigan state, I think that, yeah, if... I think that would have been a great, I'm, I'm kind of pissed that Michigan state did beat them. Cause I, that would have been a great game. Oh, uh, that I, a Kansas state and Marquette matchup. Marquette is it, it just their worst game of the season came at the worst time. Like it wasn't even anything that coaching could have fixed. It wasn't anything that I feel like individual players. I mean, they had the big East player of the year running around like he didn't know how to play basketball. And, you know, their best shooter went down early in the second half and he ended up coming back, but obviously that he was hampered and it was just so hard to watch at times because it really felt like when I watched, it still felt like Marquette was the better team, especially just looking what they did defensively. It was just Michigan state got the buckets when they needed to, but I, I don't think they're going to get the buckets that they need against uh, Kansas state. They Kansas state really impressed me against Kentucky just with the way their stars kind of showed up and their defense at the end of the game. So yeah, I'm pretty I confident agree. in taking K state in this. Um, all right. I think we're both on the train. I'm, I'm probably going to set a lofty wager on, on yeah. state, uh, money line. That's a couple here. units. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, let's keep it going. Team. We already talked about kind of, um, and that's going to be UConn, uh, taking on Arkansas since Arkansas knocked off Kansas, uh, Arkansas. I really don't like Eric Musselman. I think he's a great coach. I just think he's kind of a douche. Um, but I had to see him shirtless in person about. Oh, I was going to say in that. Front of me. Yeah, that must have been that must have been great for you. But um, it it was not fun. <laughs> but uh, Arkansas is out here doing the Lord's work for the Texas Tech Red Raiders by eliminating Illinois and Kansas, uh, taking out a couple of former Red Raiders out of this tournament. Um. Four points here. What are you think? I'm 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 kind of lost on this. I'm not lost on this. I'm kind of lost at. You know, I I was I felt this way a couple of times about football lines during the season, uh, or during bowl season more than anything. Uh, kind of like, uh, you know, how could Vegas make such a ridiculous like line? Like I I I would think in this like UConn might be favored by like ten. And yeah. and so I just automatically, but then I'm always like, ah, Vegas knows something. It's like when Tech was like when Tech was favored at home against uh, K State, I think it was, yeah, and we and we beat them. And I was just like, what the hell's going on? Like, how on earth is Tech favored, having at the time only won one game in conference? But they do. I think with UConn, I think. I mean, if you've watched the first two games, it's been basically neck and neck in the first half both times, and the second half they just boat race. They boat raced Iona, they boat raced St. Mary's, and but Arkansas. I mean, they were awful in the first half against Kansas, and then they just came out on fire. And I think Arkansas has all the talent. Like I said, I tweeted out last week 
that Arkansas has top five talent in the entire tournament. They're the only team in the nation that boasts three lottery picks, potentially four. Like they have the most talented roster when it comes to when you look at recruiting. But I think that UConn is, I mean, they're one of the very few teams that meet all the criteria for a national championship contender. They're elite on both sides of the ball. Uh, they're top 20 in Ken Palm offensively and defensively. And I think that the four is risky just because, like you said, Vegas kind of knows and they they kind of – there's a lot that goes into it, like tempo and stuff like that. Um, and I think this could be a game where if you do take the UConn minus four, I mean, it could be something stupid that happens where like a three gets hit at the end and it's only like a three-point cover or something like that. Like the TCU Gonzaga game. Oh my god! That I had was... TCU in that game, so I was, I was very happy with that. I was gonna but... say I've seen I've seen so many people like react, so many reaction videos to that, just throwing that shit up at the buzzer and covering the backdoor cover at at plus four. That's crazy. I do um, kind of like the under in this game, though. That's what I'm looking at. I think that, I mean, if you look at the score of Kansas and Arkansas, which those two, when you think about their offenses, like those are two of the better offenses in the nation. They barely broke the 140 mark. I think that with UConn and the tempo they play, I think that this game could stay in the 60s. And I think that um, just, I mean, shockingly, Arkansas is a top 15 team defensively in the Ken Palm. Like you are basically combining two top 15 defenses going against each other. I think that's kind of going to spell for you know, a lower scoring game, not like, you know, 50s, but I do think that it's going to hover around that 60 area that the under should hit. Yeah, okay. So are we good with going with UConn here? Oh, yeah, we're Huskies all the way. All right. Um, Next, we're going to go Tennessee and FAU. Um, Yikes. <laughs> I... I don't know. <laughs> I don't know I with no this clue. one. I, I feel like I had thought all tournament that Tennessee was going to put up a stinker. And knowing the type of basketball that Tennessee plays sometimes, it's ugly. Like, really ugly, right? It's very, yeah. But That's... but at times, it's it, it, it's one games, you know? I mean, so they're here, and, you know, they got a very favorable draw by um, – they got a very favorable draw, and with FAU knocking off FDU, who knocked off Purdue, um, so you don't get Memphis or Purdue here – um, but then again, we both had Tennessee losing in the round of 32. Yeah, I had Duke taking them out. So I was Duke, pretty confident Duke, in that. So, um, I, this is a game. I, this is kind of the more one of the more puzzling ones to me. I feel like I feel like five and a half is a lot, even against FAU. Yeah, FAU. I mean, people are forgetting they're. What a three loss basketball team? Yeah, I think. They, have th- they have three losses this season, and 
I've kind I mean, due to the situation with Tech's coaching hire, I've been kind of hyping up the CUSA, but realistically, that CUSA, like, it wasn't a type of cakewalk this year. Like, you had UAB with, I think it was eight losses. You had UNT with seven losses. Like, there were good basketball teams. It wasn't like FAU was just playing a bunch of scrubs out there. Like, they, they are pretty battle-tested this year. You know, they've gone and fought with some of the better – like, I'm not – the CUSA should have had three teams in the tournament rather than the Big Ten having eight. So, FAU is dangerous. Yeah, and absolutely. We saw – I mean, their point guard had what was it? Like 29, 10, 5, and 5, I think. Yeah. Like, it, was something, it was something ridiculous. And like you can that. say it was FDU, but that FDU team – Beat Purdue. They, they beat <laughs> I mean, Purdue. Let's, yeah. And like it's March. All like we're at the point now in college basketball with the parody across the nation that like literally every team that makes this tournament is a threat. Like it doesn't matter where they come from anymore. Like we've seen two 16 seeds win in the last five years, and that number is only going to keep going up, assuming the tournament doesn't get like expanded. So like I think this FAU team is dangerous, and they very easily could be. If Tennessee comes out and plays one of their bad games, especially without Zakai Ziegler, I mean, FAU could jump all over them. FAU, they hit shots. Like, they create shots, and they hit them, and they're athletic. Like, there's nothing telling me that they can't cover this five-and-a-half, but I also think this is just a game I'm going to stay away because this game could end up in the 50s score-wise. So, like... I, I don't want to touch any of it if I'm being honest. Yeah, like, absolutely. I, I I'm in. I, that's my thing. I'm in the same. I'm in the same boat. Like I, I mean, if I was gonna pick the game straight up, like on the money line, I'd probably go Tennessee. But I wouldn't even be confident in that. Like, I think that this is genuinely like a fifty-fifty shot on who could come out because like we said Tennessee in their bad games this year they weren't just bad like they were terrible yeah like they how are you a four or yeah how are you a four seed in the NCAA but a five seed in your own conference tournament in a conference that they had a couple high seeds but Bama was the one and then after that everyone was like a seven or an eight yeah and Tennessee was still sitting at a like a five in that conference tournament so you don't know what to expect out of them. Yeah, and I think for me, it was kind of like, like, like I'm still waiting for this team to put to have that, you know, that pitiful game because it's yeah. not in the thing. In the thing with Tennessee, it's the same way with Tech. Kind of, you know, it's I know they're gonna. I they haven't had one yet, but I know they're gonna have a pitiful game, and it's it's not a matter of if; it's a matter of when, right? So yeah. And so I, I guess for that, I mean, we'll go with Tennessee. I guess we'll go with Tennessee right now and then just force them to play K-State and then they'll probably bow out then. Yeah. I mean, honestly. Um, last game of Thursday is going to be uh, UCLA uh, and Gonzaga. This is another one that was pretty close to just a normal pick Um UCLA, the one-and-a-half-point favorite, is – their guy healthy. So I know Bona came back 
in their matchup against Northwestern. I can't think of the other guys, their other forwards name that's hurt. I think they said he was probably out for the entire tournament, but I also don't think UCLA has much looked much different without him. Like I think UCLA has looked pretty damn good even without him. So I I'm pretty shocked that UCLA's favored in this game, honestly. Vegas loves Gonzaga. Like they have loved them all year. This game's obviously in Vegas, which um I I really do you think that because I, they like Gonzaga so much that that's kind of keeping it from being a little more inflated? Yeah, like maybe they're really think, maybe they're really all in on UCLA, but since Vegas is like notorious for liking Gonzaga, that maybe it's a little closer, a little more closer to the pick'em line than uh, than yeah, some of them think. I think I like the UCLA one and a half here because both of these teams. You don't say this about Gonzaga much, but they're they're pretty experienced now, and so is UCLA. Like these two teams met in the Final Four a couple of years ago, and it was probably one of the best games of the last decade. Yeah. Except, strangely enough, this UCLA team they haven't lost very many pieces from that team. Like their starting point guard's still the same. They still have Jaime Hawkes. Like they still have their core of guys that were together for that run and that was as an 11 seed mm-hmm. and i can guarantee you right now those dudes have not forgotten what happened in that game off of a fluke half court shot for gonzaga to win like and that was with a significantly more talented gonzaga team um i do think ucla comes out on top of this stay the hell away from that over under though this game could be a game that goes in the 90s and it could also stay right there in the 60s. So, yeah, I agree. I, I don't like that over under whatsoever because it's like that middle ground that you never know if they're even going to get close to that. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. Um, all right. Moving on to Friday's games. Uh, first one's going to be Alabama and San Diego State. Um, Alabama is a seven point favorite. I think I like them. I think I like I, that. Seven. I think I do too. And no disrespect to San Diego State. I mean, they made it to the Sweet 16. Um, but, you know, they've, they've played who? Uh, Charleston and Furman. Yeah, I like. Uh, so, I mean, you really want to talk about not playing anyone. If you, if you really want to talk about, um, a cakewalk. <laughs> if, you, if you, if you really want to talk about a cakewalk, like, uh, or if you, if you want to dog on, you know, um, FAU for having to play Memphis and fairly Dickinson or whatever, I mean, you can't really, or if you want to dog on UCL or UCLA for playing UNC Asheville and Northwestern or something, you know, like you're going to have to have this conversation, uh, you know, of San Diego state playing Charleston and Furman. Um, they haven't played anyone. They really don't play anyone in their conference. If I'm being honest, 
Um, oh, that conference got exposed so far yeah. in the tournament. Like they yeah. gave them what it was: San Diego State, Utah State, Boise State, and yeah, Nevada and all got in. Nevada all... got f- stomped in the first four, which is why a team like Oklahoma State should have been there. And then you know, Mizzou easily handled Utah State, and hell, that Mizzou team also went on to lose to Princeton. So yeah. that's kind of a talking point of its own. And then Boise State, I mean, they stayed close with Northwestern, but I just don't think they ever should have been there. And I think Bama, they're just full of dudes. Like, San Diego State hasn't seen a damn team close to Bama. As much as yeah. I don't like what's gone on in the Bama program, it's hard to deny the talent that they do have. And they're probably the most exciting team in college basketball. No, yeah, I agree. I don't think this game's going to be close. I I agree, like, and I and I think that yeah, like you like you mentioned, um, you know, discounting everything that's happened off the floor for Alabama, um, the team is uber talented, and um, you know, it just so happens that they're probably their most talented guy right now is just the center of the controversy. Um, but yeah. As you mentioned, I like Alabama in this. I I would honestly even tease it up to ten. Yeah, uh, I I think Alabama wins this one going away. I think it I think it could get into the upper teens. Uh, I wouldn't even by, be shocked if it hit by, twenty. Yeah, like, by the end of the game, kind of just going away. I think San Diego State runs out of gas in this one. Yeah, it's. I just don't think that over under San Diego State does like to slow it down. So I think that Bama. Will kind of on offense, I think they could struggle at points, but yeah, I just don't. I, I don't, in my head, I just can't think of like a scenario where this game is even that close. Me either. Um, with that being said, um, the only other, the other number one seed left in this one, uh, Houston and Miami, um, ironically also a seven point spread and the over under is just a point different uh just a point higher um i'm jumping on that miami plus seven honestly yeah i was gonna say with houston still not being full full bore full go um i think this is a pretty easy pick for us here. And yeah, I think, I, th- I mean, yeah, I think, I think, I think it still stays... wins. I, I, you know, dude, I'm, I doubted personally... Miami from the first round though. Like yeah. I've been doubting them. So yeah, I did. Too. I, I had them losing to Drake. So, like, um... and, but the thing is this Miami team, they have some of the better, like most talent in this tournament as well. I mean, Considering everyone knew that they went through the NIL portion to go and get their team this summer. Like you got Nigel Pack, you got Omia, you got um Isaiah Wong. Like there's a lot of talent on this Miami team. Uh it kind of just depends what Houston shows up. Cause if the Houston that played against Memphis in the American Championship shows up, Miami can dog walk them. Like they can stomp them, but 
you know, if the Houston that shows up in that second half of the Auburn game, like defensively, this Houston team, when they put it in gear, that they are a step above everyone else on the defensive end of the ball. Like they are tough, but I just don't I really see just, that. I just don't think you see that when they're not fully fully healthy. I just have I, I, think, I mean, you know, with them, you know, with them having having played, uh, you know, Auburn and, um, you know, and, and with all due respect to, to Auburn, you know, I mean, um, that game was a little closer than the score led on. I mean, that was at the end, that one just kind of fell apart. Um, so, or I guess in the last 10 minutes, you could say is when it kind of got really lopsided. So, um, I think what was it at half? I wasn't it like they a, were. It was, it was like Auburn a, was winning, wasn't? Weren't they? Or I, I, I can't remember if they were winning or not, but I think it was like within like three or four points. Oh, it was. I know Auburn was up by double digits in the first half. Yeah, Auburn. Yeah, at 10, one point. Yeah, at one point they were. And, and they, Auburn, they that's just kind of been their mo all season. Like they jump out to leads on people, and then they've blown them all year. Well, yeah, and then if, they they get run out of the building going out, you know, losing by 17 points. If Miami gets up though, I don't, I mean, cause I've said it like March, March is mostly a guards game, but what happens when Houston is hobbled at that spot and Miami has just as talented of guards. Like they really do like Wong and Nigel pack. Is it like a backcourt that I would put up against anyone else in the nation? Like they, Nigel Pack, I mean, even when he was at K-State, he was one of the better guards in the nation, and now he's on more of a national spotlight for people to see that. I, I've i been – I'm kind of back and forth on that. I, I know I'm taking that Miami plus seven. I absolutely am as well, and I'll be honest with you, dude. I think if it were me picking this on my own – I'm gonna take Miami in this one to win outright. Oh, I'm I'm good with taking that too because okay. I do think that that's a good possibility. Yeah, I think I think you I think I just Miami's really athletic and you know they could have they could just be getting hot at the right time and I I think that that's probably what's happening. They uh, made Indiana look horrible. Yeah, and that Indiana team. I th- I personally felt like they had one. One of, if not the best player in the nation, and Trace Jackson Davis, like, and they just made that whole team look soft. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, there's there's an upset. Um. We're gonna go back to uh, the South bracket. Um. This one is kind of an interesting one for me, and I kind of wanted to hear what you thought of it. Um. I watched the um, I watched the Creighton and Baylor game, and uh, you know Creighton ends up winning by nine, and I kind of thought I don't know about you, but I kind of thought that that team was giving me glimpses of what I saw in Maui, in a way, um, and and by that I mean kind of just. I don't want to say they bullied Baylor around, but they kind of bullied Baylor around. You know what I'm saying? When when Creighton's hitting shots, like I said this about Baylor too, but Baylor wasn't hitting shots against Creighton. Yeah. When 
when Creighton is making their shots on the outside, they are so lethal because they have Kalkbrenner inside who, if he has size on anyone, he is just dominant. Like, he destroyed Tech and Maui. He was really the only bigs in the Big East that really gave him any issues were UConn, Sonogo, and uh, Xavier's Nunji. Like, those two were the guys that really gave Cal Brenner issues. I think I like the Creighton minus 10 in this because all the credit in the world to Princeton. Like, they not only did they beat Arizona, but they, they made sure people knew it wasn't a fluke when they went out and just dominated Mizzou. Like, that yeah. game was never really even that close. No. And Princeton, I mean, they're back to that Princeton-style offense. They're back to slowing it down, you know, their motion, all that mm-hmm. type of stuff. And that's why I think Princeton could keep it close. I think it could be one of those games where it's like somewhat close throughout, but then Creighton pulls away at the end. Um, but like I said, if guys like Shireman um, are hitting shots, I think Creighton takes this. But I think I'm staying away from that over under because, I mean, I was telling people to hammer the uh, under on Princeton Mizzou, which that hit, but. Creighton plays so fast that I think that even Princeton is going to struggle to try to slow them down. I agree. I agree. And I also agree in taking Creighton and the point and uh, giving the points. Um, last one. Um, it's an interesting one for me again. I really like what Xavier's done in this tournament. Um, you know, they really they really haven't played anyone, but um, and they did look a little iffy against Kennesaw State at times in that first round game, and it kind of I think the I think Pitt making it all the way as far as they did. Um, yeah, it, I guess it kind of like settled my nerves on Xavier a little bit. Um, I guess you could kind of also file them under the haven't really played anyone because they played Kennesaw and Pitt. But uh, you know, I just I never when I was watching parts of the Xavier Pitt game, I just never really felt like they were out of control of it. You know, I felt like they had that game in hand pretty much the entire time, uh, even even in the early stages when they were you know going back and forth a little bit at the beginning. Um, I just never really felt like Xavier, you know, really had to work at it. Um, but then again, you look at the other side. Um, Texas has played Texas. Texas is playing really good basketball right now. And they have been, you know, they kind of jump started in the big 12 tournament when they went and won the big 12 tournament. Uh, you know, they played, they played Colgate and Penn state again, Penn state got hot. Yeah. But, um, Texas ran over them. And the thing that I feel like, and I don't know if you kind of, you know, it only takes one bad game to be out of the tournament. And most teams are eliminated when they play that bad game. Um, Texas played pretty bad at times against Penn State. And Penn State didn't make them pay for it. 
And so I think Texas has kind of played their bad game, in my opinion. So I don't know if you're feeling something, feeling like a similar way. But in my mind, that's just kind of what I see from it. I feel like Texas has played their bad game and they've gotten it out of the way and they're still alive. To me, it's not necessarily Texas did play a pretty bad hell. I wouldn't even say they played good against Colgate. I think that they they looked fine, but that's a team that they probably should have beaten by more than what they did. Um, but Marcus Carr hasn't been outstanding like he was throughout the year. But Dylan DeSue has kicked it into another level since the turn. My God, him against Penn State, watching that in person, like his floater, there's nothing you can do to stop it because of how big he is. He's so big with his wingspan and everything that there's just – I mean, you can try to contest it, but he was still making them contested. Holy shit. Yeah, and you, know, you know, Texas fans are wondering where that shit's been all year. Oh, the last um, two years. The last two right. years, really, yeah. So, like – And I think with the issue I have with Xavier, they're not a bad team. It's just – I get so worried about offensive-oriented teams when it hits to this part of the season because, like, obviously good offensive teams, they, they've they made it this far. But you have to have the combination of both that offense and defense. And I think at times Xavier has just really struggled with that defensive side. Um, they have a big bailout guy with Jack Nungy down low. Um. He's a hell of a shot blocker, but when Texas can match up with size, that kind of takes that advantage away. So I think Texas wins. I like the minus four, and I just think Texas's defense is what it's going to come down to. They that Penn State team, they didn't get a lot of good looks from three, like like they did against Texas A and M. Like the reason Penn State ran Texas A and M was because they just got so many wide open threes. Texas knew that, and they just clamped down. And with a week of preparation to go up against Xavier, I think that Texas is going to be able to handle them. Yeah, I do too. And I think that, you know, I just right now I don't see, um, I don't see a team. I'll be honest with you. Even if we miss the Miami Houston pick, um. I don't see a team in that bracket that's good enough to beat Texas. Houston fully healthy. I'd well, pay, fully healthy, but yeah, fully healthy. Yeah, I'd pay but, hundreds of dollars to watch that game in person because it'd probably be the best basketball game of the season. Yeah, but, uh, you mean, I mean, fully healthy. Yes, but but Sasser like, is like, just like, that groin yeah. injury is going to linger. Yeah, it's going to be there for the rest of their season. Yeah. So I I don't know if they're able to beat them with their injuries. Um. Quickly, let's just go through I the feel rest like of this. We're in kind of agreeance on who on, you think would come out of all this. I think, yeah. That, so I, I mean, Texas. I ha- I'd have Bama. Yeah. Personally, I'd have I'd have Kansas State, State and, and I'd have UConn uh, personally. Yeah, so yeah, so um, I think that's what we have. Um, I think that that UConn Texas game could be so good. Like yeah. That. Yeah, it really could. And um, I think that 
I, you know, I, you could make the argument here that Miami would be exhausted, you know, kind of writing an emotional thing after beating a one seed. So they could kind of put up a, you know, kind of a letdown game here. Um, and at this point, I think if you're, if this is your final four, I really think that me being the tech fan that I am, I have to like say that I think this is where Texas starts to look ahead. Um, I, I think that Texas kind of overlooks UConn, especially if they have a four seed in front of them. Um, and especially because that's what Texas is the best at. They are the best at overlooking teams that they don't think should even be in the same gym with them. And it happened in Lubbock. And I'm just saying, I, I'm not trying to over, over uh, Red Raider this thing. I'm just saying um, there are a lot of times when the Texas program, not just the basketball program, but any Texas program, tends to overlook who they're playing against and it always bites them in the ass. And I think that this could be one of those times for Texas. I think UConn matches up extremely well, not just because of Sonogo down low, but if you look at their guards, they're lanky. They Mm -hmm. would be giving issues to guys like Marcus Carr, Tyrese Hunter, which he has disappeared for Texas. Like, I saw, him air ball, I saw him airball uh, three, and all the Iowa State fans were giving it to him. People were traveling to Des Moines because Iowa just State. Obvi- yeah, just to boo him, and which is hilarious. I, UConn, they remind me a lot of like just a couple teams that have been very successful here in March in the past couple years. Of just they have the f- the formula of the lengthy athletic guards, the dominant big man down low. That not only is he dominant in the sense of he's a great scorer, but he is a force on defense. Rebounding the ball is when you don't have size is next to impossible. Like all due respect to Timmy Allen and Dylan DeSue, you better beef up if you want to be down there with Sonogo because that dude is just ginormous. Yeah, no, and I agree. I think that UConn would stun them in that game. I think that they would kind of blitz them and make them feel just a little kind of unexpected punch in the face off the bat. I agree with that. Um, do – what are you feeling on this one? I think Bama just because – I think that – I just think it's too much talent. Too much talent and like the size and athleticism that Bama would have. I love Marquise Noel, but at some point his frame's kind of gonna bite him because of yes, just a team that knows how to play him defensively, and I think Bama would be that team. I agree. Um We'll just uh, you want to leave it I, here, or do you want to you want to yeah, go ahead? Yeah, we we should leave it here, and maybe when the final four hits, we can kind of circle back to this, see where we were right, where we were wrong, and maybe we can come out. We, we can do, hit something before, because uh, that's going to be a Monday. Yeah, uh, April third will be a Monday, and so we'll we'll see what we can do, and we'll figure it out. Um, 
Actually, you know what? Let's pick it because I just remembered I'm going to be on the road covering Tech baseball against TCU that weekend. I, so I I'm going to be in Lubbock. In my bracket, I have UConn because in my right mind, I couldn't pick Bama <laughs> to win a national championship with all the stuff going on in their program. But like also it. from just a non-personal issue standpoint, I think that UConn – they're extremely talented. They're a team that just hasn't put everything together until it seems like they're hitting their stride right now. And they dominated their first two games. And let me tell you, Iona, there was a lot of people that coming into the tournament felt Iona could play bracket buster. Like they, they had Rick Patino, They had the athleticism. A lot of people felt that they had potential to do something. And UConn stomped on them. And then St. Mary's makes VCU look terrible, which a lot of people had VCU making a little run themselves. I did too. But then VCU's best player went out and St. Mary's took over. Yeah. And then UConn, that second half, they made St. Mary's look like the mid-major that they actually are. Mm -hmm. So I think that they're going to be able to – they're the one of the few teams that can match up with uh, Bama just size and athleticism wise. And when there's been teams that can match up with them, Bama has struggled this year. So I think UConn can get it. Yeah, I agree. Um, Here's to hoping that our bracket has a little more success than it did in the first two rounds. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep this one up and we can kind of gauge our, uh, gauge our success on, how this one ends up i'm like i mentioned i'm i'm hoping that um hoping that we can have a little more success <laughs> look a little bit better <laughs> look a little bit better for sure um i'm gonna have to text you during the games i think well actually i'm trying to think so whenever the final four games are because they're on saturday I'll probably have to text you text you during one of them because I I think the Tech TCU games at two, so I'm going to be at Dan Law Field for that, and I'll be I'm not going to get into Lubbock until like super late Friday. So anyway, it'll be the first time back in Lubbock since Tech beat OU in football, and. I only went to another game, which was Tech in Texas. So I'm two and zero this year when it comes to Tech athletic events. Um. Anyway, I guess we can round it out here. Um, we want to thank everyone for watching. This has been our Sweet Sixteen special. Um, we're probably going to hit one more. I think when the brackets for or I guess the stuff for baseball postseason uh drops because I'm as fully assuming uh barring some sort of absolute just bust and breakdown uh that tech and Iowa are gonna make it into the tournament. So we can go over regionals at that point. You know, 16 host sites. Um, then you go super regionals, eight of those. And then you have um, the final eight to Omaha. So, have you been to Omaha? 
I have a couple times actually. They, I went in nineteen. I went there twice when Tech was playing. I think, I think I saw them lose to Michigan that yeah. year, and then beat Florida State. Are the games that I went to mm-hmm. that year? Yeah, and then I think I went in twenty seventeen. Also, I think Tech. I can't. I think we went. I think we went zero and two that year. Yeah, I was going to say, I think I watched Tech that year, too. I just couldn't remember who they yeah. were playing that year. So, it's – I want to say it's – I know that 19 was by far the farthest we've gotten. Yeah, that's when they In played they, Michigan, they... beat Arkansas, and then beat Florida, beat Florida State. State. And I can't yeah. remember who they lost to. Did they lose to Michigan again? Yeah, they lost twice to Michigan. It was Michigan. Damn. And then the winner, the the winner of, uh, and then it was Michigan and Tech, and then the winner of that would have gone to the went to the final. Yeah. And okay, then Michigan, yeah, Michigan got, and then Michigan got destroyed by. Uh, shit, I can't. Even, was it? Was it? It wasn't Vandy that year, was it? I. It wouldn't shock me if it was. I've slept a lot since then, and so I don't. I don't really. I can't even remember. I do. I do remember that Tech was in the Final Four essentially, and yeah. uh, lost in the basically the national semifinal. Um, but uh, like I said, we'll touch on the baseball super or regionals at least when that comes out, and then uh, you know be looking at the channel. Um, be looking at Viva. Uh, you know, we're going to have some more stuff coming out. I know that we're starting a push to cover the women's sports a lot more. Um, and so we're going to be kind of be focusing on that as well as our normal stuff. Um, spring football started yesterday for tech. I don't know if it's, has it started for Iowa yet? Uh, I think it started today and we already have two, starting wide receivers out for all of spring. So, oh, solid start. <laughs> hmm. At least it's not Brody Brecht. I know that That's I know <laughs> that it's not Brody Brecht. So, um, anyway, uh, we want to thank everyone for watching, you know, we'll, uh, we'll be back definitely full swing for uh, football season when that comes mm-hmm. around. Uh, but until then we'll check you out for regionals and, uh, we want to say thanks for watching and we'll see y'all soon.